This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Things off on hour two. Sportsnet today, Logan Gordon along with you. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on a Flames game day. Flames and Coyotes. Third meeting of the year for these two teams. Flames with a 3-2 win in Calgary December 5th and a 6-3 win February 22nd in Arizona. But a different look for both teams ahead of tonight's matchup thanks to the trade deadline. And uh, this Arizona team, while not in a playoff spot this season, not going quietly into the night, and the Flames will have a tough opponent on their hand in the first of two on the road tonight in Arizona. Uh, Help us chat. All things Arizona Coyotes. And for a look at the opposition today, very happy to go down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline this afternoon and welcome in Matt McConnell, the television play-by-play voice of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for doing this today, man. How are you? Oh, doing great. How are you guys? We're doing awesome. Thanks for uh, for the time this afternoon. And uh, I was just mentioning it here today as we were getting set for the game day uh, against the Coyotes. This is a team that's not going quietly as one might expect uh, down the stretch. They're coming off a big OT win against the Minnesota Wild, Matt. I think a big part of you know their success as of late is just you know some of the the core that that is here in, in Arizona really starting to take a step forward. And you know I'm talking about you know Clayton Keller and Barrett Hayton and Nick Schmaltz and guys like that. So. You know, they, they do have pieces here, and, and, you know, they're in a full rebuild, no doubt about it, but they have pieces that are taking steps forward that, that really haven't done that in the past, and that's why it's uh, very encouraging at this point. And interesting, you know, Clayton Keller is one of those guys that has signed up for the long term in Arizona, and it's probably a nice thing for, you know, people who watch the team and fans of the team, Matt, to see a guy like Keller who is going to be here for the long run investing in sort of building that culture forward. Um, no problem. I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of Calgary Flames in the lineup because this is two teams that you know got a little more familiar with each other post-trade deadline, and I'll ask you about those guys in a minute. But Yusuf Alamaki was an interesting name uh, for his time here in Calgary. He certainly got more opportunity with Arizona this season, 60-plus uh, games now with the Coyotes. What have you made of Yusuf Alamaki in year one in Arizona? You know, he's been pretty steady for us. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting to see how different situations or different scenarios uh, can, can play into a player's development. And, and, you know, we didn't know a lot about Uso, but we figured, hey, with the, you know, in, in the years past of how deep the blue line has been in Calgary, we figured, well, hey, a seven, a seven you know, defenseman in, in Calgary is probably somebody that we could use. And Uso is terrific. And when he got here at the beginning, he, he wasn't really even playing. He, he I, I want to say he sat out for four or five games and then and then got into the lineup when the team was out east in, uh, in eastern Canada. He's been very steady, very reliable. And now, um, you know, with a couple of the guys on the back end gone, Jacob Chikrin and, and Shane Gossis, they're moving along he's had an opportunity to get some power play time. So he's been steady. 
Um, you know, I think he's one of those guys, you know, they, they say when you're not talking about the defenseman all that much, that's probably a good thing. And, and I think he's, he's, he's that kind of player. The other thing that Yuso is, is shown a little bit in the second half is um, a little more flair for offense. He's got uh, multi-assist games, I think, in three of, the, three of the last seven games the Coyotes have played. So he's been pretty good, and he's been a guy that, they, that, that Andre Turney, since he's gotten here, uh, has been able to pair with just about anybody. So he's, he's been a, he's been a, a real nice, uh, stealthy addition for the Coyotes based on his steadiness. And early results for Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey in Arizona following the trade of trade deadline. I know Ritchie had uh, a three-point outing the other night and seemed to have some nice chemistry with Clayton Keller, who we've talked about a bit already. And Connor Mackey, a guy who just couldn't get any opportunity in Arizona and is starting to to find his feet again in the desert. Yeah, Brett, um, Brett you know, Brett's a big body, and, and general manager Bill Armstrong likes that kind of player. He likes, he likes big bodies that can – you know, they can, um, you know, that aren't, aren't liabilities in terms of their skating or, or for that matter, liabilities in the corner or anything like that. And Brett, Brett's fit in very, very well. He, he scored in his first game as a coyote after, you know, having to sit out a few games because of the, the whole immigration process and, and so on and so forth. But, um, but he's been good and he's gotten an opportunity. So Nick Schmaltz didn't play the other night and he's not going to play again tonight, which is a which is a big setback for the Coyotes group on that top line. But Brett Ritchie went in there and, and played on the right side of that top unit with Keller and Hayton and, and he looked great. He scored a goal. He um, you know, he certainly contributed and and you know did very, very well uh on uh, on the game on Sunday night. And and Connor Mackey, um I think with Connor, and, and I think you, you touched upon it, it with, with Connor, I think it's just getting an opportunity to play and then just playing a bunch of games and, and trying to develop that way. Um, one, one stat that kind of hit me when he came here was I didn't realize he had only played 21 NHL games when he had come to us. And I know the father. Um, it, it's kind of ironic just to show you how old I am. When I was working in the old International Hockey League, his dad, Dave, uh, was with us in Peoria. He was um, up and down with the Blues, played with the Blackhawks as well, and his his dad was tough as nails. And Connor <laughs> Mackey the other night got into a fight, and um, you know I, I found that kind of interesting. So so I think a change of scene scenery for Connor is probably the best thing for his career, and he's certainly a guy they're going to take a long look at on the back end because he's young, he's got some size, and uh, we'll see if he can fit in. And it's interesting because you look at that Arizona blue line and, and Matt, I don't know how you'd feel about it, but it looks, at least from the outside, that there's a couple of steady forces there. You talk about Patrick Nemeth being one of those guys, you know, Joshua Brown, who's a little bit older, but it feels like a group that's got a lot of opportunity in it. They haven't had as many high-end draft picks come through on the back end, and they're ready to try to have some of these guys develop and see if they can be full-time NHLers going forward. You know what? That's a good analysis. Um, the the one high end pick they've got is Victor Soderstrom, who is a first round draft pick, and he came up about uh, three weeks ago uh, as they started to make the changes on the back end. And the thing with Victor, uh, we've been waiting for him to emerge. He's he's not the biggest defenseman. He's he's a little bit slight in his uh, in his size, but he's an elite skater and he's a real hard worker. And I think he's finally starting to figure out the game because I think the knock against him was his ability to process the game. Um, you know, when he got the puck, okay, now what am I going to do with it? And, and his decision-making in coming up this time has been very, very good. And it looks like he's starting to take the steps, which is wonderful. 
Josh Brown is as good of a penalty killer. I, I would put Josh Brown up as 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 good of a, a penalty penalty killer as anybody in the Western Conference that we've seen. Um, Coyotes penalty kill is a good fifteen points better when Brown's in the lineup wow. as opposed to out of it yeah so he's been really good he's been somebody that i i didn't know anything about because he was you know he's in boston for a little bit in mm-hmm. ottawa and so on and so forth but he's he's big he's a right-handed shot he's tough as nails um you know it was hard to it was hard to see troy stetcher leave because he you know he played really well for us he blocked a lot of shots he moved the puck uh he's kind of a water bug out there um, I think he'll really help the Calgary Flames, but but again, there are there are players on the back end that have that have been pretty good. And, and granted, it's a it's a very young uh, back end now that you know you know in terms of experience now that Chikrin and and Gostisbehere are gone, but they've held their own. Uh, Nemeth uh, was another player that you know I, I didn't really know a lot about. Uh, you know he's a you know he's a defensive uh, uh, left-handed shot. I, I don't know if he's going to play because he went down in practice tonight, and I believe they've uh, they've uh, recalled um, Kesselring, uh, who they got from Edmonton a couple of weeks ago. So keep an eye on that. But um, but again, you know there there are pieces there, household names, not not a chance, but but pieces that I think can really start to solidify the back end as they move forward. Matt, I wonder if that same sentence that you just used about pieces and, and looking to see if they can be part of the future would apply when I ask you about the goaltending because it's an interesting group. I look back there and I see Connor Ingram is likely to be the starter for the Coyotes tonight. Obviously, uh, Vimelka's come in and sort of been the guy the last couple of years, and he's the only goaltender signed going forward. But I'm, I'm curious if the Coyotes know where they want to go with this goaltending tandem, or if it's really just a situation of, Hey, we're going to let these guys play it out. We'll see what, what comes in a couple of years and, you know, see how the development goes of both of these guys, because, you know, Vimelka at 26 has kind of came out of nowhere and, and kind of been found money for this team. Yeah. Carell, Carell joined the team last year. And I remember the first, the first game he, he played was in Buffalo and, and it was early in the season last year and, and he hasn't looked back and uh, Connor Ingram's a guy they picked up off waivers that I'm sure Nashville didn't want to lose, but you know, you, you've got UC Saros and, and you've got the other kid, they got Lankin from Chicago. So Connor Ingram was kind of the odd man out. And early on, um, the team was really relying on on Vamelka, uh, Connor Ingram. You know, he you, you got to remember he was in camp with the Predators. He goes over to Europe for their games over there against San Jose, and then he he comes back to Nashville, and then he gets picked up by us, and he comes out I think in practice with the Coyotes for two days, <laughs> and then the team turns around and they go out on their two week road trip to Eastern Canada. They put him in in a game in Montreal, and he got thrown to the wolves, and he wasn't very good. And and you know you could tell he he just didn't have his bearings yet. But Connor Ingram has been uh, spectacular at times and very very steady since about Thanksgiving. And what that has done is it's allowed uh, Andre Turney to go to more of a of a, a tandem in that instead of just playing Vamelka a bunch of games in a row. So it's helped Connor. Uh, because he's getting games, and it's helped Vamelka because he doesn't have to play every night. And I, I think if you go back last year, Carell just kind of wore down towards the end of the year because he was playing so much. So I think they're pretty happy with those two goalies. 
they uh, they recalled the goal their the, their third goalie uh, Ivan Prosvetov from Tucson last week, and what does he do? He throws a he throws a shutout um, in his first NHL win. So it, they've they've got some pieces there, but Connor Ingram's taken certain steps, and Karel Vamelka I think has gotten better in his second year. So um, if that's the route they go, I, I I think they're okay for now because they've they've at times. Uh, this season, longer stretches than not, they've been very, very good. Uh, Matt, I'd love to ask you before we let you go here for somebody. I always try to get somebody who, uh, you know, the guys watch on a day-to-day basis. Somebody on the Arizona Coyotes maybe we haven't talked about today that you think uh, Flames fans who watch the game tonight should be interested in from a Coyotes side of things. We always talk about the Clayton Kellers. We talked about the former Flames, those guys that are, you know, front in mind of everybody. But for somebody like you who watches this team on a day-to-day basis and maybe doesn't get the kind of love they would every single day, who would that guy be for you? Jack McBain. He'll play on the second line uh, between Matias Michelli and Lawson Kraus. He's a player that they picked up for a third-round draft pick from Minnesota a year ago. Uh, Minnesota had no intentions of signing him. He, he plays the game kind of like a young Brian Boyle. He even looks like Brian Boyle, and he went to Boston College <laughs> like Brian Boyle. So, um, but he, he leads all rookies in hits. He's seventh in the NHL in hits, and now he's starting to develop a little bit of a scoring touch. Uh, he's not afraid to mix it up either. He's, he's just a big body that can fly, and he'll be the second-line center between Matias Michelli and and in Lawson Kraus tonight. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you this too, on that line, Michelli, he's the other one I'll, I'll tell you to keep an eye on. Because if you, if you, if you average out over an 82 game schedule, Michelli's total points and Maddie Beneers total points. And don't get me wrong. Maddie's a great young mm-hmm. uh, pro. Um, there's only a difference of two right now uh, between Beneers and Michelli and Michelli just isn't getting a lot of the recognition that that I think and a lot of people around here think that he should get. Is he going to win the Calder? No, but in my opinion, he should easily be in the top three. So, so that line's a lot of fun. But Jack McBain, uh, getting back to him, he can, uh, he can really play the game. He's an honest, he's an honest player, and he's, he's tough. Matt McConnell, the television play-by-play voice of the Arizona Coyotes, uh, joining us today for a look at the opposition, uh, Flames and Coyotes, for the third and final time uh, tonight from Arizona. Matt, thanks so much for the time this afternoon. Apologize uh, for the technical difficulties, but uh, thanks for kicking in with us this afternoon. Yeah, no problem. And, geez, I hope your co-host is feeling better after last night. It sounds like quite the night. Yeah, yeah we're doing all right here, buddy. Yeah, we're Thank doing you. okay. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, pal. All right, take care, guys. Take care. Matt McConnell joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline, uh, giving us uh, some time for a look at the opposition today. He's the television play-by-play voice of the Arizona Coyotes. Flames and Coyotes, 8 o'clock puck drop tonight from Mullet Arena. 7 o'clock, Flames warm up with Pat Steinberg and Peter Labardius. Wills and Labardius on the call at 8, right here on your home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Let's get you some Flames game day audio from Arizona We'll hear from the head coach, Daryl Sutter, and more next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, final segment of Sportsnet Today. I'm Logan, he's Cam, she is Taylor. Flames and Coyotes, game three of three on the season series between these two sides goes tonight. No lineup changes expected for Calgary after their win Sunday against the Ottawa Senators. That means it will not be the battle of Richie Brothers. 
Brett expected to play for Arizona. Nick will not play for Calgary unless something changes between now and warm-up. means that Walker Dewar will likely be in for a second straight game for Calgary. Jacob Markstrom expected between the pipes for the Flames. Connor Ingram, your projected starting goaltender for Arizona. Let's get you some Flames game day audio on a game day. Head to Mullet Arena. Let's start with head coach Daryl Sutter. His thoughts uh, out of a game against the Arizona Coyotes tonight at Mullet Arena. Uh, well, let's just start with uh, some elements to build on maybe from last game. And, uh, you know, you talked about a post game, but um, I guess right now it really is about kind of stringing some, some wins together for your group. Got to win every game. So not much to do the last game. It's coming in here and, and uh, you know, we played them twice, obviously once in here. Our power play is... Our power play's been the difference in both games. I think we scored uh, two in the first game and three. I know that we scored three in here last time. So power play is big for us for sure. Trying to continue that in the strength and knowing full well that there's a reason they have a good home record. It's partly because them, partly because the opponent. Can you just expand on that? I'm just interested because I think the intimacy really plays into the home team's favor. For sure it does. If you look, they've had two seasons, one road, one home. And even you could say they started lots on the road, but still their home record is, is pretty efficient when you look at it in terms of their of the analytics part of it. So that means that they tells you that there is some mental advantages in this game. Well, and really, even since yeah, the start of February, I mean, they're what a top ten, top ten record in in the NHL, I think, right now. So, what have you seen? You know, you know what? It's after the deadline. Right? You got. The mental part of it changes for players a lot. Right? If you look at it since the deadline, there they've beaten some good clubs, and you know that it changes. Right? It's you get guys that are playing for jobs, guys that are you know playing for a contract. There's so many things that change for teams like this now. Yeah, well, it takes a little bit of that pressure off us, but maybe a lot of play a little freely. Is that? Yeah, but I think you know what they're like. I still, at the same time, I give. That's one thing about their club is is they have really good structure, though. Right. So if you stay within, it's that structure, freedom part of it, right? So if they, if it's just freedom, well, and no structure, you get your ass kicked. So it's when you look at their, you know, they have those two kids that are playing really well, uh, Keller and Hayton, right? So that structure, freedom. Can you tell us about Keller. I think a lot of people are surprised to see the numbers he's put up. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's a high prospect, high end kid, high skill set for sure. Um, and hey, you don't. I don't think it's a surprise when you're gonna. He's gonna get. What he's gonna score probably 35, 40 goals. So you don't do that by accident in your second or third year, especially when for sure every team that's talking about them is saying, "Hey, we gotta pay attention to Keller." Yeah, he's been on your radar for yeah. since he came. So it's sort of like talking the other night about we played Ottawa and talked about 18 for for them, right? Yeah. Even though even though Brady drives the bus from 18 is a, you know, you got to manage him. And still the other night he scores a goal for them. And you look, you can say all you want. Michael does an awesome job against them all game, but you know he still put puts numbers up. Yeah. How how. Have you looked at your power or penalty kill? I should say over the last you know couple of weeks here, uh, just the aggression and just what they're doing well. Right. You know, since the uh, since the break, we struggled with our penalty kill, and part of that was was the fact that they were taking fewer penalties. So 
you know, you're only there's games where sure. where we, the Allen game we didn't have a penalty. Yeah. So so your percentages don't look as good, but but there's still fundamentals in your penalty killing that have to be in play, and and when guys lose their fundamental one if one out of the so we use seven forwards and pretty much three to five defensemen on it all the time. One of those guys loses fundamental. And you're in a three or four penalty game. One of those guys is off. Then you're going to get scored on, so it doesn't look as good. So the fundamentals, penalty killing, even though there's, you know, the style has changed in penalty killing. Even this year, you're seeing changes in the way teams kill from the old days. But, but there's the fundamentals are still there. There's the faceoffs, there's the clears, there's the blocks, there's the pressures up ice, there's the support, there's, you know, blocking shots, things like that are still still critical in it. But one guy's off, then then you have trouble with it. Because that pressure, unless you have that support, the pressure doesn't work. As well, is that fair? Yeah, to say it's like, you know what, and, and for our team too, it's 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 been a real adjustment for our team because, quite honest, uh, last last year, Eric Gudmundson and, and Chili were good penalty killers for us, right? So you're bringing guys in that that are not used to killing or learning it as you go, and that's the only way you learn to kill penalties is to you do it during a game. You can't practice killing penalties. Obviously, you got the goal the other night, but there's been a bit of offense too on the kill lately. Is there a reason for that? Particular, is it kind of the fundamentals? No, we've about? we've stressed trying. You know, obviously because we're you know five and five, we have some guys that struggle to score, so we've stressed you know a little more assertiveness in in situations where we where we know it's not a gamble. It's a good it's a good high risk play, and quite honest, Michael and Michael and Lindy lead the charge in that because they you watch they play a lot together in situations, so. You know, any, that's not much coaching. That's that's those guys. That is Flames head coach Daryl Sutter speaking to the media a little bit earlier on this afternoon on a game day for his club, Flames and Coyotes. Eight o'clock puck drop. Seven o'clock Flames warm up here on Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Plenty of familiarity between these two sides heading into tonight's matchup. Yusuf Valamaki claimed on waivers earlier this year by the Coyotes, and then of course. The trade at trade deadline time that saw Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie coming to Calgary for Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey. Mackey and Brett Ritchie both expected in the Coyotes lineup tonight, but we're just expecting Troy Stetcher to be part of the Flames lineup tonight. Nick Ritchie expected as a healthy scratch once again after uh, Sunday's loss. Excuse me, after Sunday's win against the Ottawa Senators, uh, where Walker Dewar came in and played well. So we're not expecting any lineup changes for the Flames. So it's just a return. For Troy Stetcher tonight to Arizona, uh, here's his thoughts on that and uh, getting two crucial points for the Flames tonight. Uh, here's Troy Stetcher, the former Coyote, speaking to the media today. It's exciting, obviously. Um, built a lot of relationships and a lot of longtime friends over there, um, even though I was only here for a short amount of time. Um, it's good to get home, see my dog. So, um, excited to be back, but... Obviously, I understand uh, the task at hand and what our focus needs to be. I was going to say the little personal element part of it, though, too, is uh, you know the home side and obviously packing yeah. up and everything and kind of getting a, a quick trip back home. Yeah, definitely uh, restocking on some clothes because kind of running low there. Um, yeah. But it's part of the business. I went through it last year, so I kind of understood the situation at hand. And, um, I think you don't really think about that side when you get traded. You're so eager and excited to go to the new organization and you kind of look at the standings. So uh, that kind of occupied my mind. But um, definitely needed some time yesterday to come home and get some things under wrap and take care of some business. So, yeah. But uh, obviously excited for the game tonight. 
what is uh, what is the challenge? I mean, uh, you know those guys obviously as well as anyone. It looks like really since kind of the start of February they've been on a nice little run here. What have you seen? Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, I've been on teams that have been in their situation throughout my career in the past, and those are dangerous teams you want to play. Uh, you take your foot off the gas, and you know. Um, I don't think they're playing as, with as much pressure, obviously. They're kind of playing free, so sometimes you know that works in their hands. So they've been on a nice run here. At the same time, uh, I think we're really focused on our game. We understand you know, what we have to do to, to accomplish our goal at the end of the year. So we're running out of games here. So um, we're just focused on our game, and I think if we take care of our game tonight, it should take care of the result. Was there, for you, some positive things there in terms of the last game? And obviously, see the puck within a few times helps, but just maybe the overall game uh, from your group. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, um, we'd only scored one goal the two games prior, and somehow come away with four points. So um, that was big. And then obviously, uh, getting the puck in the net, just getting guys' confidence individually, and then as a team, um, and scoring different ways in the power play in five on five. So um, it's good signs for a group that's trying to build. Just one last one from, if you might, just a, on you know partnership with Nikita a little bit. Maybe just the settling in part for you. Is it you know kind of feeling like you know things are starting to. Know, yeah, have a little bit easier now. I definitely thought last game was probably my strongest game, and definitely the game I felt most most comfortable in. Um, I think that's kind of a side that maybe a lot of people don't see is the adjustments you got to make in, in the systems and your partnerships and even your lifestyle away from the rink. So um, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable now. And um, Nikita's been great, super vocal, big body. So um, I can definitely play a bit bigger than my size. There you go. Former Arizona Coyote and now. Calgary Flames defenseman Troy Stetcher, his return to Arizona tonight. Like you mentioned, not a long time Arizona Coyote, but built some good relationships there. And uh, going back to an organization you played for for any length of time, always special. He finishes uh, 61 games with the Coyotes with seven assists, 29 penalty minutes in the five games he's played with the Flames. He's racked up six penalty minutes and one assist. He's talking about his pairing. With defenseman Nikita Zadorov, Nikita also spoke to the media today ahead of the matchup against Arizona. Yeah, just a great effort overall for everybody. So I think we just need to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it for the next 15 games. That's the mindset. Obviously, this team, looking at it right now, I mean, obviously playing some really good hockey. What do you remember, kind of take away from last time you were here and uh, what you have to keep in mind here tonight? Lots of skill. I think their top player is Keller. Schmaltz, um, Maselli. Um, if you give them lots of room, they're going to use it and their advantage. So I think definitely play harder against their top players they, because they, they're pretty hard right now. Get, them, get on them early, I, I guess, part of that too. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. uh, kind of we had the same mindset last game against Schutzel, Kachak, and all those guys. So I think just to kind of repeat it. You're just talking to Troy here, and he's you know talked a little bit about feeling like that was maybe his kind of you know, most comfortable game as a member of the Flames. I mean, you've obviously played a lot with him since he's been here. What's that pairing felt like, and uh, have you seen some of that too? Yeah, no, I think we... We improve in every game we play more. You know, obviously it, it takes time to get to know each other, like positioning wise, how we play and everything. Yeah. So he's been good. He's been a great addition. He's a great guy in the dressing room as well. So I think we're really happy to have him here and I'm enjoying to play with him as well. Yeah, and one last one for you, and that's uh, penalty kill because, uh, you know, I know you guys kind of spread some minutes out among, you know, the back end, but, you know, you guys have done a really good job here over the last two weeks. What stood out to you in terms of that success? Yeah, I mean, just being on the same page, work as the four, four men unit up there, uh, sacrifice your body, blocking shots when you need it, put sticks on lane, you know, just be really dialed in with all the details we're supposed to be. So uh, just the overall and everything on there. Well, the aggression, though, has stuck out a little bit. You guys 
the way that you guys pressure? Is that kind of you know when you feel like you're at your best when you're you know putting a lot of pressure on that power play? Yeah, I think I, it was our mindset of our PKs since last year, and uh, so I think just the, pretty much repeating that some games. You have that momentum going some games you're not. You know, that's why it's really important right now to keep this momentum on the PK as well. Nikita Zadorov, chatting with the media ahead of the night, uh, tonight's matchup against the Arizona Coyotes. One more to hear from from today's media availability for the Calgary Flames. That is number one center Elias Lindholm. He's been on a tear as of late, including a big game Sunday for the Calgary Flames. A goal and an assist to go along with four shots on goal, two hits, and a cool 78% in the faceoff dot. They just 16-0-1, but 2-18 on the power play, 3-0-3 shorthanded. He is Mr. Everything for the Calgary Flames, and he is playing some of his best hockey of the year right now. The Flames would like that to continue tonight. Here's Elias Lindholm with the media earlier today at Mullet Arena. Let's just start. I just want to ask you a little bit about... um about the PK, that's just—I mean—in terms of the way that you guys managed, managed some of that uh, over the last little stretch. I know you guys have been good throughout the year. <laughs> we pull here, just pull. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's been down a man here in the last couple of weeks, really? Yeah, I think uh, you know after the break, they were kind of struggling. With, I think uh, you know, let in felt like we let in one every every game there, but uh, you know we. Stayed on it and, and talked a lot and, and you know obviously everyone you know get better and help the team and, and uh, you know last last stretch here has been good and, and um, obviously it's it's always nice to uh, obviously we can score a goal as well and, and uh, you know uh, but uh, yeah no I think we're we're just uh, solid uh, putting a lot of pressure skating a lot and, and you know these blocking shots and, and you know the goals have been great so. Overall, it's just uh, everyone's been dialed in. Yeah. Is part of that knowing when to pressure too? Like, you know, obviously, you know, the, the goal was to stop stop goals from going in, but to add a couple in the offensive side, you know, it's nice. But I would imagine just about picking the times to pressure and, and how you guys do that communication. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page. And, and uh, you know, once uh, one of us is going, uh, the rest of us is just reading the play and, and going as well. So. It's just, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page. And, and uh, uh, last couple of weeks, it's, uh, we've been more dialed in and, and uh, been better at that. How, uh, how, long, how long has it been with you and Michael there as a parent? You guys are, that's, yeah. that's an old hat for you guys at this point, right? Yeah, I think uh, my first couple of years I was, uh, was with uh, Jankowski. And, and, uh, but I think in the last three or... Three years, maybe it's uh, it's been mean backs, and yeah. and obviously it's uh, it's nice to, you know, I think uh, kind of thinking the game the same way, and, and um, uh, obviously helps uh, playing with a guy for for such a long time on the on the PK and and so on. So uh, you know, we we, we kind of read off each other pretty good. There you go, Elias Lindholm of the Calgary Flames, uh, the last to do the rounds of media today at Mullen Arena. Flames getting set to take on the Coyotes. Big game for the Flames. Talked plenty about it the last couple of weeks. Points at a premium for this Flames team. You cannot slip up against lesser opponents. You've got a big game Thursday against the division leading uh, and Western Conference leading, I should say, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And we've talked about how tough it's been in Vegas for the Calgary Flames since Vegas's inception in the league. You can't let two points slip away tonight. That being said, Arizona has not gone quietly into the night as the season's progressed. 
They'll have a couple of Calgary Flames members on their team, former Flames members on their team. They're going to be motivated to, you know, knock off the Calgary Flames tonight. It's going to be a good one. Uh, expecting no lineup changes for the Flames. Jacob Markstrom set to get the start in goal. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Markstrom has been at his best the last couple of weeks. They'll need him again tonight. Connor Ingram expected in goal for the Arizona Coyotes. Flames entering action tonight. Currently two spots out of the final wildcard spot that is occupied by the Winnipeg Jets. Jets have 79 points through 67 games. Flames at 67 games played. They have 73 points. So six points back of Winnipeg with equal games played. All the Nashville Predators sit in between those two teams. Nashville with 73 points themselves, but they have 64 games played. So they have that all important right now, three games in hand on the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. So by points percentage, Calgary needs to catch up with Nashville before they worry about anything happening on the Winnipeg side of things. As far as the out-of-town scoreboard goes tonight, things to watch for on the Flames side of things. You're going to look for the Carolina Hurricanes to perhaps do you a favor. They have a 5 o'clock puck drop, so depending on how quickly that game goes in Carolina, the Flames might get a chance to do a looking uh, some look at the out-of-town scoreboard to see if Winnipeg is able to pick up two points against Carolina tonight. And It'll be interesting to see how Carolina responds. They got some terrible news earlier today. Uh, their GM announcing that Andre Svechnikov is indeed done for the remainder of the season and the postseason. Uh, torn ACL that will require surgery. Will require surgery. Excuse me. That's a huge loss for that team. The 22-year-old, a catalyst of that uh, Carolina team that was quiet compared to their Eastern Conference rivals at trade deadline time, raised a couple of eyebrows. People wondered if that was the smart move for Carolina. And now it's easy to sit here and say today when you've lost Fetchnikov for the rest of the season, it's easy to point fingers and go, well, you should have done something at trade deadline time, but you can never, ever assume that this is going to happen. You can't go into it with that kind of mindset. If the deal wasn't there for Carolina, then the deal wasn't there for Carolina. I still think they're an incredibly good team. They're an incredibly deep team. And I don't want to say that they're better positioned to take that kind of loss than other teams are because Svechnikov is is such an important piece of their team. But you you would hope that being a deeper roster could help them spread out the loss a little bit. They're in tough now. Not only have you lost Svechnikov, but the New Jersey Devils have won three in a row and are all of a sudden... 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 and are now nipping at your heels if you're the Carolina Hurricanes for top spot in the Metro. That's a very important spot. The Rangers aren't catching the Devils or the Carolina Hurricanes in this race. So whoever goes in second is going to reach the Rangers in round one. Whoever gets first will get a wild card spot, the second uh, wild card spot, or the second highest points. Wild card spot. Boston will get the lower of the the wild card seeds. Because New Jersey now 94 points in 66 games. Carolina with that game in hand. But two points not uh, not hard for the Devils to make up at this time of the year. So how is Carolina going to handle that? Mention the Predators. They've got those three games in hand on the Flames and the Jets. They're in action tonight. They've got a 6 p.m. puck drop against the Detroit Red Wings. 
all Canadian in a matchup on Sportsnet West. Sins and Oilers. Sins were putrid on Sunday, let's be honest. Uh, but that time change coming from Vancouver, daylight savings time mixed in there. That was a pretty lifeless group. Uh, they'll look to bounce back tonight in Edmonton, 7 o'clock puck drop on Sportsnet West, which means the Flames and Coyotes are on 360 and Sportsnet 1. Stars, Canucks also go at 8. Blue Jackets and Sharks, yuck. That one's at 8.30. You get the Islanders and the Kings, your late start from L.A. That'll do it for us today. Thank you to Cam and Taylor, outstanding production team. Thank you to Matt McConnell and Pete Labardius for joining the program. A quick reminder, you can get the show wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'll be back tomorrow to break down all things Flames and Coyotes here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.